0: Mind, crime, liberty show with me, Swin and Dobson, and him, Tim Patton. Today we discuss how would a stateless society deal with low ability people. Tim,
1: you could you could use you could use other words to describe the last category, but I'm not trying to be obviously unpolitically correct on purpose because this to me is an intellectual question. It's not merely trolling. Um, but how would the low ability people how. There is a pre-answer to this question, which I will anticipate you could, you would say, as well as others would say, is that in a stateless society or an ideal society, there would just be less of these people. And I think that's, that might be the case. Um, this is somewhat contra what progressives think, or in, t- in particular the right-wing anarchist version. Um, I would say the state school system and state-backed university system um, is a jobs and pensions program for middle-class women and a few other groups. Um, another way to look at schools is to think about the hidden curriculum. Um, this is the hidden curic- curriculum is times more import- important than the so-called actual curriculum. As the French general said after the Franco-Prussian War, the schoolmaster won the last war and the schoolmaster will win the next war. Um, the decline of technical ed- education and apprentice programs, apprentice programs is also problematic for those without an academic disposition or those on the low ability side. Um, The very structural school seems to be uh, pointless for many, looks pointless for many men, especially early on, which um, seems to set this problem up. I mean, this in particular helps the so-called black community in in North America, you know, despite all the talk about progressives, about so-called racism, they create a school system and they run a school system, which is mainly benefit for women. You know, drugging, juvenile detention, and so forth are all common as you go down the the cognitive scale, and one gets increasingly this way. Um, and this, this, this affects everyone, too. It's not just one group, too. Um, so so that's the first case. There could be less of them because you might not have this monstrosity of an education system propped up by the state, propped up by the military, and so forth, okay, in a, in a stateless society or an ideal society. This sort of mirrors our, our what an ideal society do about crime episode, you, know, you could just say there' will be less of crime that, that might be, still be the case. There could, you know there is, there is a sort of general rise in ability potentially that could happen if you had better institutions. Um, I also think a persuasive case can be made in a better society in which the state isn't controlling the education as well as licensing laws, no monopoly uh, state monopoly capitalism, and so forth would be more responsive to the actual needs of the actual population. Um, But I don't think the problem of low-ability people is going away. I mean, what ought to be done about these folks? Many people on the left, and particularly the Christian left, such as David Bentley Hart and Elizabeth Brunig of the Washington Post, as well as certain paleos on the right, will make the case that libertarian anarchists just don't care about the poor. You see this, for example, on Twitter. You see this on Christianity Today all the time. Um, they accuse them of being classical liberal Ayn Randians with a doge of Nietzschean worship of power. I think they should at least listen to the previous two paragraphs uh, because, uh, you know, they will support the school system, but as I stated, the school system seems to harm many of the groups they, they claim to help, despite all the talk of a W. As the scene to them would call it, it's T-A-W-K. Um, um, it's no action here. Um, on the, um, one of the One of the ways in which the right... Um, is more attuned to reality. I think there's a quote by a- 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 H.L. Mencken. He's not talking about the right, but this is in his example here. Um, is, uh, despite what the Declaration of Independence says, all men are created equal. Um, that is clearly not the case. A very good pfs questioner asked the Council of Boogeymen, Lynn Spencer Gottfried, um, that was the Council of Boogeymen, um, um, back maybe 10 years ago, this very good question. Why doesn't the left use difference as an argument for more state intervention? If people are, are all the same, then in a sense, there's a limit to what the state can the state can do. Um, uh, you know, you know, if if everyone has the same abilities to complete a let's say a running assignment or a, a math problem or figure out how to fix a washing machine or something like that, if everyone is equal, then you know, there, in a sense. The state has less justification. Um, now, state for in- intervention, if, if, if people in the sense are different, then this would actually be an advocate for more uh, state interference into all sorts of areas. Because in order to get equality, you'd have to raise up a lot of different people. you have to spend more money on them uh, and so forth here, not just the same amount. Um, so that, that, that's one question that's interesting to ask here. State welfare, which is a common solution to this problem, um, or is the de facto solution, comes with other problems. Now, as people as far flung as Michel Foucault would argue, that welfare is a kind of prison housing system. To, um, you know, there's there's a there's a there's, a, there's, a, there's a existential comics cartoon which Foucault calls everything a prison, but state welfare does, so to speak. Keep people down. It is a kind of warehousing of the, you know, poor. And actually, a lot of the early Marxists and early anarchists. Um, this is what interesting. After Chris Cartone reports this of all people. He was a Marxist on the platypus Affiliated Society. Would report that some of the early Marxists might have supported the social democratic welfare state, but they did it with 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 uh, asterisks, so to speak. They said, well, you you know, this is just a means to control and to prevent revolution. It's not a means. It's not a, an a, an actual good thing in itself it depowerizes people now this might not be the case with people on the way bottom but it is on the middling range because even if you're a carpenter for example you have a skill you have a useful thing to do um when you're destitute or you're on um you're just housed so to speak you don't really have any skill that 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 the the ruling class or the elites or society itself needs it also crowds out local private charities and mutual at networks as well. Um, so those those are some um, overview of the topic here. So Swithin, what do you think about solutions to this problem? I mean, y- your solution is always um, uh, slave voluntary slavery, um, which I, I would argue is an oxymoron because slavery is done for profit and no one would voluntarily enter that contract here. Um, and I will also say that the kind of persons I'm aiming at you know, you're not going to put these people in charge of the aircraft control system, at least yet. I mean, I doubt Joe Biden's security detail or Stalin's security detail or the University of Chicago's security detail is full of, of dunces and people of no ability or low motivation. Um, you know, I doubt so, – so small businesses and churches at times hire these people, but they don't do important jobs. Um, so, so then what do you so that to me is to some extent since the rise of industrialization, manual labor value has gone down because no matter how many people with shovels, a uh, caterpillar excavator does a better job. So then what do you what do you make of this this topic and what do you make of my opening comments and what would what what ought to be done to ask the 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 Leninist question here, so then
0: I agree with you with respect to. Sort of regulation, licensing, schooling system, etc. That's all true. Um, those with lower cognitive ability would be able to um, be more valuable uh, in such a society economically than they are at present. Um, I suppose it depends on how how low ability we're talking. Because if we're talking about with someone with seriously low ability, they're basically like they're basically a dependent, like a child. Um, And in that case, well, there's not really much else you can do with them apart from basically treat them like a child. Um, Now, that might then then require their family to look after them or something like that. Um, If we're talking about people who are just a bit stupid uh, and um, maybe as well don't really make the best decisions about themselves... Um, that the type of person who would, oh, I've got some money now or oh, what should I do? Ask oh, buy a lottery ticket or, oh, I've got some money now. Oh, I should drink it away down at the pub. If you're going to talk about those people, then those people you could say are sort of in principle could be sort of relatively independent, um, but, uh, but aren't, um, um and so, you know, how, how, how do we account for those type of people? So I would say you know, insofar as they do provide some value, then they could be employed by small firms. That's true. Um, would they provide that much value for them? It seems to at least be able to do it at the moment. You mentioned charities is quite a good, um, quite a good point. Um, that, that they do employ them. I mean, um, a decent number now seem to be employing, like those, like uh, people with Down syndrome, and they seem to be do a, an adequately good job of what's required. And you know, it seems to be useful and valuable in certain respects because what you want to do with these types of person is to give them something useful to do, and it's not merely a mate work program because, well, that just is not hugely motivating because, well, what's the point of doing? Um, what's the point of doing this? So um, you mentioned uh, that I, I supported some sort of voluntary slavery of some description. Well, what I was imagining was if you have somebody who is of, you know, somebody who's got some skill in uh, technically speaking, but they're very poor at their overall uh, life decision making um, and could be useful to a corporation of some description, maybe in some, some relatively skilled manual activity um it's almost certainly illegal at the moment but to sign very very long term contracts which are very difficult to get out of um require specific performance so you couldn't just um get out of them by paying them off and actually these type of people probably wouldn't have very much money to buy themselves out of a contract anyway um so they would you'd need other ways of sort of like recompensing the um the sort of slave, well, isn't it, well uh, the firm, for instance, I say it's the firm. Um, and if you were to do that, then they, they could provide long provide security for people. Uh, this is one thing that uh, many people mention about, well, actual slaves in the Antebellum South and also uh, in Eastern Europe is that some people like security. They like the fact that they're going to be looked after by the state or by their slave owner. Um, I don't remember the exact details, but there was a rec- records of um, what slaves thought about um, ex-slaves in the, I think it's the early 20th century in the US. And they were asked, you know, what did they like? What were their experiences of being slaves in the antebellum South? And uh, many of them were very positive. And um, they probably liked the fact that they had this sort of... Um, this sort of personal relationship rather than having a purely contractual relationship. Now it is a contractual one, but if it was, uh, like such a long-term contract was, and they were obligated to pay you insofar as you perform certain actions. It's not, it's not like a situation you can have today where people with relatively low productivity can just be fired at whim by the, um, by corporations and have a very sort of, uh, tenuous existence. This is an argument Chris Cattrone makes. Uh, And so you could sort of ape this uh, with like a a sort of contract of some description, which would hopefully avoid the excesses of uh, certain slave owners and uh, would provide the security to the individual with the accompanying obligations. I suppose in a way you could treat it a bit like um, UBI uh, with strings attached in a way. Um, You've got to do this for your sort of master, I was going to be master, probably better than a slave owner in this case, um, rather than with the UBI one is, we just exist, so we'll give you some money. So I think that is a potential uh, solution. Um, in practice, will people get screwed over? Maybe. It depends on how good the, the court system are. But, you know, we're state of society. We're going to talk about how we've got some decent courts. We don't have absurd legal practices, which are difficult to follow, et cetera. So I, I think that's, um, that's an interesting potential solution. If there is still such a great one, is that kind of long term contract which is hard to get out of? Another way of avoiding the problem, though, I would say, um, is to try to reduce the number of low ability people to exit to begin with. Now, that then raises the alarm bells, haha, eugenics! To which I respond, well, yeah, so. Um, the question is, what type? Um, so, in today's society, there is because, uh, especially women don't need to make babies with men who have money because they can always go to the big sugar daddy of the state. So, uh, And and also as well, for many sort of, uh, well, how should we say, women who are unlikely to get a high status, particularly high status male, one of the ways of getting lots of resources for themselves is to have kids and become the welfare queen which is clearly a dysgenic situation. Um, there was one author, I don't remember his name, he wrote a book called The Welfare Trait in which he was saying that um, the welfare system, yeah, Adam Perkins, um, that the welfare system was breeding sort of uh, antisocial personality, because personality is to some extent her- uh, uh, heritable. Uh, and I think also, and, and it's, it's more socially determined than IQ. Um, but you were basically having a system which was um, incentivizing um, more or lower quality people coming into business. And then, of course, the feminism on the other side, uh, in which you have uh, high ability uh, women who have very, very, very few children. And actually, this even started in the late 19th century. This is where sort of the population stuff was getting um some of the sort you of, could the tradi- traditional sort of progressives, eugenicists were concerned about this. So I think um, the abolition of welfare in there and having more sort of traditional sort of um, Christian marriage practices, forms of arranged marriage of some description, uh, basically make it more difficult for men to access sex without marrying somebody uh and so this would then mean in most cases that they would need to be of higher ability than just a guy who looked good and gave a girl a good time oh no we've got a baby that would be minimized and so then you would have on average um the people who would reproduce would be ones of of you know more ability uh and so you would have hopefully then a on average a better quality of uh, raw material of person in society as a whole. Um, so that would be a way. Although another prob- possible problem with this, though, is insofar as the state of society is technologically developed and you can save babies who otherwise would die, uh, then you might end up with people who are more retarded because they didn't- otherwise wouldn't have died. So you could have both aspects, but I still think that would have beneficial as- uh, outcomes, at least with the marriage practices. So those are a couple of options that could be taken.
1: The question you, 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 you flipped, which was perfectly fine, you flipped to number three in my document here, which discussed um, abortion and eugenics. You know, To the certain extent in which we already have it, um, for better or for worse, we already have it. and we actually we ha- in, Even though you, you made the argument about the, so to speak, welfare queen, um, there is an extent in which there's a certain lower bound which basically no one has sex with. Um, contrary to what uh, feminists and egalitarians think, there was a libertarian who has a blog called Overcoming Bias. He made this argument that um, that that men of a particular uh, type don't have as much access to sex because they're very socially awkward or they're very uh, physically awkward. Um, so there's a certain sense which men and women of a certain ability, um, we already do this. I mean, you know, you ask... You ask uh, a middle-class white woman in the West, would you want to date a homeless guy? And they say, I mean, would you want to go out? And In in, in spite of all this, they generally say no. And I would say that's for good reason. I'm not necessarily criticizing them. I'm actually criticizing their egalitarianism or their superficial egalitarianism. Um, So I say there's a certain way in which people already do this kind of mate selection. Yes, your argument is entirely valid. 100% agree with this in a sense but that that's one thing to say that some things we already do um and as far as the as far as the abortion is considered this to me is always a tension um within deep within the christian and the right wing uh about abortion and so forth again famously richard spencer supports abortion there's a 50 page article which 50 page paper which Tyler Cowen linked to on his blog Marginal Revolution on Crime and Abortion. And it seems to make a, an a empirical argument that states I haven't read through the whole thing, but um, um, it seems to make the argument that the that for every 1% rise in state-funded abortion, crime will, will de- decline by the exact same amount um, or something like that. And it makes it an argument that it's a counterfactual argument because people say oh, well, if crime still exists. Well, of course it does but it could be more um, so it's a tricky argument to make. It's probably very easy for people who want to see what they want to see to put coals into this um, if they want to. Um, but I think on a logical level, it does make sense because the people who decide to go to bo- get abortion in general aren't um, of the best of means. Um, so so in that sense, and it's actually one of the few statistics they do not keep by states like California and New York do not keep by race, for example, here. Um, which is which is the tricky undertone of this all, um especially on the right here, um and so forth so that's an area in which we already so to speak have it um that's that's an area in which we already have some form, but also we have another form of it which helps p- gives people more access to sex and children than they otherwise would have in a so to speak more ideal society here um so I'm, another option is which Seems to be the option that, at times, um, the Western world, in a sort of pathological way, is tending toward. Sort of pathological Christian way is attending toward is to treat them treat them the low ability like kings and queens, um, and worship them. Um, you know, there's a, I, I, we did, I mentioned this 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 children's story to Rick story on an episode we did once, uh, and it it describes to me the perfect um dispensation of reality. Um there's two there's two children, the Brother Bear and Sister Bear, and Brother Bear doesn't have a bad habit. Sister Bear gets a bad habit. So the parents decide a scheme to give Sister Bear attention and praise and I think money to get over her bad habit. Brother Bear, who's perfectly quote unquote normal, doesn't get that. At the end of the story, Brother Bear is somewhat jealous that Brother Sister Bear has a big pile of money for doing nothing other than returning to a normal state. Now, there might be some Christian message. The authors are Christian in this, you know, about the two different sons who travel around the world and one stays home and so forth. There could be some message in there. So then maybe that's just, you know, maybe Nietzsche's right. Maybe this is just Christianity at play here. Although there's there's also the parable of talents here. But I do think there is a tendency um, that certain, and even Rick Story brought up, for example, humility on our recent episode involving uh, David Bentley Hart and free will. Original sin, but there seems to me uh, to be a tendency of people to worship um handicapped people, worship the low ability. Again, I will say white progressive women will not date these people the same way you know they well, at least, the they will not date these women, these men, for example, and of course, women and so forth. But although women have a different relationship in this marketplace or society in this sense, um um but um there is there is this there's a way in which there is a way in which straight UBI and some of some theorists will make this point upsets the social order you know if you're a productive person who's working 40 50 hours a week as an electrician or aircraft controller or whatever you're not doing a david graeber bs job and you see other people not getting getting paid or living well so to speak not working, especially if work is a chore, you don't like doing your job. There'll be less of people doing it. Um, this was asked, there was a Greek economist, uh, I, I think it's Jarvin Yaf, whatever. I cannot name his name. But there was a German taxpayer who basically accused him of just siphoning off all uh, of, of Germany's surplus to give away to the poorer European countries. Um, um, he had no answer to this question. I He had no answer to this question. It's an accusation of theft, in a sense. Um, so, I mean, I would say the only reason we have a welfare state, contrary to what David Bentley Hart, contrary to what Elizabeth Brunig, contrary to what um, Ted Kaczynski would say, um, is we, we have a rich industrialized society with productive people. You know, Tom Woods has the great joke, you know, why doesn't, you know, South Africa or Zimbabwe or Malaysia just raise their minimum, or raise their minimum wage you know that seems to be that's that you know why don't they just raise their minimum wage it's you know like the only reason there's wealth to distribute to begin with is there's a a large base of productive people so to speak who produce all this great stuff here and this is this is very much industrial poor i mean yes the poor was a problem invented by the christians um as tom holland argues but in a way and yes industrialization and the delanding of certain peasants did have some negative effects. I don't. I don't deny that historical point here, but we're, but the world of 893 um, percent subsistence farming is a very much distant world and a very much brutal world in, in other ways too. So, so that be my. That's a historical point here. That seems sort of far flung, but I think it does have a point. So, sort of, what do you make about the worshipping point? Do you think that's what society is trending toward? in our, you know in the United Kingdom, in in USA, in Canada. That seems to be I mean COVID lockdowns were very much of a worship of that. What do you make of the origins of it and how do we stop doing that? Um and do you think that's a problem, so to speak? swithin
0: Well yes, it is a problem. Um it's it's a weird situation. it, it is again as ever this kind of thing is kind of a post Christian sort of approach. Um but weirdly it it, it has you, you, you're sort of like worshipping low ability people um, and then you're saying to them that well they can do anything they want to do when of course they can't and, and it's this kind of weird egalitarianism that well everybody can reach this potential but only if we come and help them uh, and then we can raise them up. It's it's kind of like a white man's burden thing again, but this time, instead of the black people, it's um, anybody who's slightly retarded. Um, so, yeah, it, it is a really... We want. I, I think what you need is you need a society again which values uh, greatness, ability, uh, creativity, and you know, values output outcome values what you actually do not just who does it and this then ties in with the whole identity stuff and whatever but you, you need uh, I think a change to approaching say art for instance art isn't good because it's socially useful art is good because art is good and it's good in a sense like an art for art's sake we talked to Don Dooley a bit, back, a bit about this a number of, a couple of years or so ago um I think when it comes to so the arts in particular, that's something that's um that's, that's kind of um relevant. Um I think as well just getting society call a spade to spade again, it's like you do get people who are stupid and people who are retarded, and they are. Doesn't mean we hate them, doesn't mean we should treat them badly. They're retarded. They are retarded. Fine. But you you you, you just have all this kind of attempt to gloss over the reality that you, people don't want to see. So I-, I think it was the case, was it the, oh, yes, we used to have the spastic society for cerebral, and oh, now it's just the, the scope It's a society, like cerebral palsy. Um, oh, yeah, and then, of course, you know, Downs used to be mongoloidism and stuff like that. Um, if you were to return to more of something like that, I think you would sort of get someone in the right direction. Just back on the sort of uh, eugenicist point, you are right. It tends to be the um, lower um, lower social class women who have abortions. That's certainly true. Um, so, I mean, when I was talking about children as well, I'm talking about contraception as well. Um, but when it comes to the who has children, it is always the case that um, I think if you look historically before, sort of marriage became like official marriage wasn't the norm as much i think it was like 1930s or before Ninety five 95 of women married on ever uh and 90 percent of men did so there was always a group, a group of men who you wouldn't marry the the thing is and you talk about the nerdy people who are kind of awkward um those are the people who actually socially would be somewhat better than the sort of uh the the better sort of chad type sort of like the The American football player who's an idiot, but it's actually physically reasonably attractive and strong. Um, those are the type of uh, men that attract the sort of lower quality women, and end up being the uh, the father, typically, uh, in in these situations. And so, actually, the sort of provider, as it were, beta male, uh, is the one who is most um, is most harmed by the welfare state. Because even though he's not particularly attractive and he's not particularly interesting, he is defendable and he would provide some resources and, you know, would be an okay husband. But um, he's kind of muscled out by the state. And if you had a choice between them reproducing and violent and pretty stupid Tyrone, I- I'm pretty sure that on average you won't beat a male to re- be reproducing rather Tyrone. Um, that's probably likely. So... Um, yeah, you, you, you need to think about those dynamics as well. But yeah, you are right. There are There's always going to be a certain group of men who aren't going to marry because in general, there are far more stupid men than there are stupid women. Uh, it's just the way the bell curve works. Um, but yes, um, we, to, to, to go just to circle back to the first bit again, we need a society that values outcomes and not ones that's trying to level the playing field constantly. And sort of value human achievements in a way. I mean, I suppose that's making me sound somewhat randian, but uh, I don't think that's entirely out of place.
1: I or a quick retouch a point. You said, um, uh, you said that you can do anything you want. It, it would just your help. This to me seems the act, act, attitude that the schooling system has. Um, and Brian Kaplan.
0: Oh, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It.
1: And that attitude to me. Is somewhat pathological. I mean, no one, you know, like uh, for example, the I think who won the NBA, uh, the NBA uh, uh, MVP last year is, you know, I think he's like six foot seven. He's a very physically strong guy. Like, you know, I, as much as I like Michael Humer or as much as I like, um, um, I'm thinking of other short. Uh, very uh, intellectuals, I think, of, or maybe Rishi Sunak, which Richard's story was talking about him. Um, You know, I don't think they could be the the MVP. Um, Now, that's an example which people get annoyed, progressives get annoyed when you bring up, um, when they bring up sports examples, um, you know, and everyone has been involved in the gym, or at least used to, and they have a draft about players. And I would generally get drafted toward the bottom, which is completely reasonable especially at my size, um, for a game of kickball. Although, as an adult, I'm probably in better physical shape than, 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 than them um, than at the time. Um, but, but this is, seems to be something that's very uh, about the schooling system, as, as Brian Kaplan would argue, um, is very pathological. Um, and the decline of technical education and apprentice education and replacement of, of credentialed education education just for getting a piece of paper, um, you know, like, it uh, seems to, now you could, you could blame that somewhat on industrial, on sort of late industrialization, but if you look at, like, job shortages, I believe there is a shortage of, like, welders. I believe there is a shortage of, like, um, HVAC tes- technicians and, and contractors. There's actually a recent South Park episode that was uh, somewhat um, leaning into this point here, um, where it had white-collar workers, Begging for um, um, the service of handymen um, to fix their fridge or something like that. Um, so there does seem, you know, and actually, and uh, for the third little, um, I was listening to John Mersheimer, who was talking about, you know, the strengths of Russia's economy. One of the strengths of Russia's economy is that it can actually produce tanks, it, you know, to the extent that its, popula- its, its population is more accune to manual labor and so forth and then fighting like a world war one style war um it has more draft it has enough draft eligible men and industrial base to do this kind of you know go in the same way with north korea um and same way with some of these other countries there's there is a base level thing which of 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 sort of hard industrial jobs which seems to be quite valuable which the progressive schooling system more or less um disenfranchises, I'll use that word. But then what do you make of this point? Do you think that's a genuine point? And I mean I would I would assume a stateless society wouldn't have subsidies towards white collar workers or management. Uh unless it's necessary. Then they'll be needed. But there seems to be a process where that happens with so it.
0: Oh, yeah, that's entirely true. I mean, um, everybody is sort of directed in the schooling system. Well, for one thing with the schooling system, to do uh, the next rung of the schooling system, because that's how it justifies itself. How do you justify uh, graduating high school? Because then you go to college. And so how do you justify college? Well, you know, you might need a master's. Oh, why do you need a master's? Well, you need a PhD. And why don't you use a PhD? Well, you might get a job in academia at that point. Now, obviously, when you get to the college thing, it's a lot more on employment. But I mean it's how it justifies itself. So it does sort of very much tend towards, um, um, it, it very much does tend towards that. And, and also as well, the personality type that uh, the schooling system generates, as you've mentioned before, is very much more geared towards women. Um, and, um, you know, it just doesn't suit, especially many uh, mechanically um practically inclined men. Um, in a stateless society, where you won't have the barriers to entry so that, you know, it's comparatively easy for independent, small uh, firms to set up and provide sort of the um, the manual services, um, then th- this is clearly going to be a, have a situation where more men can be more productive at a younger age, which is just going to be good for society as a whole in general. Um but yeah, as it I, 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 whether it's exactly designed this way, um, was designed this way? Um, the the result seems really to be uh, that what the current economic system wants uh, the, of, of the government is um, relatively few firms and everyone to be employed by massive corporations who can be very very heavily regulated. Um, that mm-hmm. just seems very much to be how it works. Um, and is, of course, a problem for multiplicity of reasons. So, yeah, I would, I would agree with your take entirely.
1: Yeah, the education system, whether it's designed or it's just happened to get there, whether there's a conspiracy to create this or not, um, the education system seems to be the root of a lot of, uh, so to speak, the worst aspects of modernity here. And I think in this area, it's it, it's this, you know, if I would, if, if some progressives or some even normie conservative Christians would come at me for this episode, I would say, look, you know, the... Everyone's most everyone sort of in, reflexively supports schooling system, the education system. And to go to more politically incorrect, if you look at a lot of these shooters, for example, none of them had a particularly good time in school. Um, you know, this, this to me is sort of like anti-clerical uh, uh, violence of like the pre-Spanish revolution, uh, revolution so to speak. Um, these are sort of, it's a protected class that sort of can, uh, uh, Take all its negative externalities and push them on everyone. So far from so, you could you could you know strange way you could accuse me of actually doing the very thing I was criticizing, worshiping the weak here, you know. Uh, but see, I would argue that these people are in a strange sense weak by weak by you know this was the, this is how I defend this. They're weak, but because the system creates them, not because they're weak in itself. Um, so maybe I'm the was not really doing the argument here, but but this system is to me, and this is a word that I sometimes don't like to use because I don't know if it, what it means to entirely. Is that the schooling system is more unnatural than an apprentice system? Uh, the schooling system is more unnatural than uh, the schooling and credential system is more unnatural than just uh, word of mouth and uh, so to speak. That person looks like a good contractor. Maybe he maybe at ten years old he was rambunctious and didn't, uh, you know, pass all his tests. But, you know, as a, a 30-year-old adult, he's perfectly useful here. And that's another thing about this sort of, you know, you speak about the black community in the the juvenile uh, community, which is, again, the accusation we made that this, this episode is ipso facto racist, which is fine um, to a extent here. Um, but um, in that sense, the schooling system doesn't help these people at all. Um, you know, the, I, Baltimore... There was an article that was recently out. Um, they spent. They've spent every year. They spent more money, and every year their 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 math scores have gone down. The exact numbers on that are are could probably be argued to some extent. But the fact that, that they're you know they just seem like a pension program for for one class of 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 what of of, of persons. Um, so so that that be my. Some to some extent concluding comments. I think the abolition or the reformation of the education system is probably the, the number one thing that has to occur uh, uh, in our society here. I mean, you and I, we did probably well enough with the system, um, but you and I are probably somewhat outliers here uh, as well. I mean, that's 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 another thing, and the people who are intelligent enough and capable enough and have enough will or family relations, will do, do all right. It's the people who don't uh, when you have a pernicious system here that's involved here. And I don't think you need, I don't think the education system is what created modernity. If anything, the, the education system is what destroyed the best aspects of modernity in my view, viewpoint. So to those who want to say, well, if you, you have a modern society, you need a modern education system. Now, I know there's critiques of homeschooling and apprenticeships you can make, but I like I just, I don't, I don't know how they could be worse. Maybe they could be worse. Maybe you need to warehouse all these populations from eight, to, from five years old to 15 years old. Um, but you actually need to warehouse them because then there's the, pri- the school-to-prison pipeline. You actually need to warehouse them the whole life. Um, um, so that would be my concluding comment here. I think there would be less of them, um, and I also think it'll be, they'd be put to better use um, in, in some way than they currently are. Although this, this at some level becomes a problem of evil where, you know, my, again, my critique of you was on your voluntary slavery episode was, it was, 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 there's not that many beneficial masters round, uh, beneficials masters round, but I don't think the schoolmaster or, you know, the uh, head of the teachers union or the head of the managerial bureaucracies are particularly good masters. So it could be worse and maybe give it a chance here. I mean, maybe give, give, give abolition a chance. That's really my final comments here. So what do you have any more comments on my comments?
0: Oh yeah. I mean, certainly um, with the schooling system and the way in which they treat people in general, I mean, you can never get away with, with anybody else. I mean, I had to do some sort of training to, uh, to, to sort of, I was safe to handle children. Um, and some of the stuff that they were, that they were highlighting of, oh what abusers would do is like well i kind of think that's kind of what schools do it's like you know isolating people from other places other people um you know putting lots of sanctions on them if they don't do what you want them to do etc etc you know a lot of this kind of behavior is something that's routinely done in the schooling system i'm not saying that is necessarily bad per se but it's at least interesting that there's blind spots um, in how people perceive particular actions depending on who does them. Um, when it comes to the schooling system, I mean, the schooling system is currently... Well, the education system and the economy as a whole is, is, well, is set up for people who are agreeable, above average intelligence. Um, and those people will do generally pretty well. Uh, outlier intelligence will still do pretty well, but they've still got to be pretty agreeable. If they're somewhat disagreeable, they'll do very badly because we've got a very bureauc- bureaucrat- bureaucratized society, which is possibly reason why you get less sort of genius types. I mean, this is based off um, um, Ed Duttons of uh characterization of well, the archetypal genius is someone who has moderate um disagreeability and high outlier high iq he needs to be disagreeable so he can come up with new ideas and offend the status quo um and that's how we get that kind of um development um but i would agree i would agree with you on you, you don't need an education to create uh, the modernity modernity was created because of steam power i mean the modern society is an energy revolution that's what it's primarily which
1: was which was created by those those uh, uh, disagreeable people yeah exactly from you, my understanding yeah yeah
0: yeah. you get the, the advances in sort of um the steam engine and inventions and stuff like that um, and then of course as well you have the more, more sort of strictly scientific en- endeavors as well and mm. the sort of scientific revolution uh, much more empirical approach to uh to um reality um and you get investigating a double-circulatory system and stuff, moving away from Aristotle's four-humours and stuff like that. I mean, that's it, it's, a, it's a change in disposition, uh, and it's an energy one. It's not schooling, because, I mean, the Industrial Revolution was... I mean, the schooling system is only really exists once you've almost reached a modern society. Um, although, I mean, would you say the 1850 was a modern society? Well, maybe not, not yet, maybe because it didn't have the motor car um but i mean it's conceivable you could have got there before you had schools i mean you certainly did have oh, well you did have vehicles in the 19th century just weren't internal combustion engines the actually had steam powered cars some of them and you also had um, electric power cars as well at the time and the electric cars still have the same problems as they did today um so yeah it w- so i do think it's true that l- people of low ability though there would be more outputs to do it because they because the value they can provide would not be regulated out of existence in the same way it is today. But those people would still exist that couldn't even do well in that situation. And so you would still need some uh, some way of dealing with them. You just hopefully that there'd be less of them. And I they think we've got good grounds for believing there would be fewer of them. Uh, and then, as I say, charity, um, my sort of very long-term sort of master... Long-term servant contract, whatever you want to call it, might be a way out of it as well. Um, But it it is certainly an interesting thing to think about, and it is a problem. Particularly those of libertarians who go, "Oh no, when this everything should be better," and it's be like, well, kind of, they kind of treat it as if you're going to end up with the Garden of Eden, which you won't. So those would be my um, concluding uh, thoughts. I'd now just like to thank everyone for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends and family and, su- and subscribe to us on Podbean and on YouTube. The more subscribers we get, the higher we get in the search rankings and the more people can access this material. And if you'd like to contact the show for any reason at all, please contact us at mindcryinglibertyshow at gmail.com. That's mindcryinglibertyshow at gmail.com. <laughs>